You're listening to Silly Punked. This episode, you better watch out. Hello, I'm your host, Robert J.E. Simpson, and joining me for this episode is my longtime collaborator and friend, Dr. Rachel Kelly. Hello. So, look, Rachel, as we record this, it is December 2022, which can mean only one thing. It is time for our festive offering. Uh, I can barely string a sentence together. I've clearly had too much festive booze already. He says, having had two mouthfuls. Um, look, ever since our first podcast, we have made it a point to celebrate all things Christmassy with a podcast for your delectation. And seeing as she's been banging on about it pretty much ever since we began doing these things, I have succumbed at last to Rachel's suggestion and we're covering Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale, which is a 2010 Finnish film written and directed by Jalmari Hellander, which presents a rather darker Festive tale, I think it's fair to say. Um, Rachel, look, why are we here doing this and not doing something wonderfully traditional like Miracle on 34th Street? Because I don't think enough people have seen Rare Exports. I mean, a lot of people have seen Rare Exports, which is wonderful. Um, Kate Blanchett calls it one of her favourite films of all times, by the way. And she knows a thing or two about good films. Um, it's just enormous fun. It's just, I mean, it's the, the Christmas film that, I don't think you need you knew you needed in your life, and you definitely wouldn't necessarily go. Do you know what I'm really missing? It's some dark Finnish folkloric look, the origins, the dark origins of Father Christmas, in a kind of whimsical, magical way, but also with lots of gore, but also nice stuff, but also magic, but also not magic. It's just. Fantastic. It's described as, I think it's sort of fantasy, horror, Christmas, sci-fi, something, something, something. It's just basically all the genres smushed together and, you know, Merry Christmas. It is that. I mean, I will. I will grant you. It definitely has lots of uh, lots of stuff smushed together. Look, you. You. Every time I mention something, this, this you, you bring this one up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, sell it to me. I mean, imagine that I haven't as yet watched it, which I have. I mean, I watched it finally this week. Gave in at last. Um, and I will say from the off that I don't hate it. So this is not one of those occasions. I forewarn for our listeners that this is not one of those occasions where you and I are going to be at complete loggerheads. Um, so. Alas, we are breaking one Christmas tradition. Um, <laughs> you didn't hate It's a Wonderful Life, did you? I wasn't that keen on it, to be fair. And I'm I've, not sure I've we always can be friends anymore. I've always had a weird relationship with that, and I, I kind of find this with a lot of Christmassy films. And I go through, I go through seasons of liking and not liking um, these things too. Like last year, we talked about Scrooged, and it's from my recollection, you're not so keen on it. Oh no, I love you Scrooged. Oh. Yeah, I love Scrooge. I mean, there's lots and lots of things that I don't want to have to look at directly about Scrooge because then I would have to sort of critically analyse it and I don't think it stands up for critical analysis. Um, I, I just want to love it. Um, well, this, this is the thing, though. I mean, I think Rare Exports, Christmas Tale, mm. is actually just a good film anyway. Um and I'm not sure. I mean, I've, I've read a lot about it over the years and in particular getting ready for this podcast, just trying to refresh my memory. I mean, nobody can really decide, I think, what this film is. Generally speaking, they're all like, I don't really know what it is, but it's pretty good. It's like the dark Christmas film 
that is completely uncynical. So how do you do that? I, I you know, I've watched the odd dark Christmas film. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Gremlins, obviously, um, Krampus, um, the others. Black Christmas, Black Christmas, Black Christmas. There are uh, three versions of that. <laughs> well, generally speaking, when you go dark with Christmas films, you go cynical and you go, aren't people awful? And haven't we lost sight of the true meaning of etc. 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 This film is different because it's not cynical. It's kind of wholly uncynical in a way that ends up being about mass commercialization of, of, of etc. I'm trying not to do spoilers. But, I mean, it's so dark. It's so genuinely horrifying in places. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of gently not even parody. I don't think even I don't even think parody is the word. It's constantly got its tongue in its cheek. It's also taking itself completely seriously. Mm-hmm. And it takes the horror completely seriously as well. Mm-hmm. So when it plays horror, it's scary. And then, like, okay, that's a scraggly old guy with a big long beard running about in the net. Why is that scary? It is. Well, I mean, okay. Before we before we get to the the the, the naked Santas, which I, I feel <laughs> is probably merits a few minutes of conversation. Sure does. Um. I mean, it is it is a weird, definitely hard to pin down film. Um, it 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 sort of starts off like an episode of the X Files, almost with them having a mysterious dig on top of a mountain top, and yeah. it transpires that they appear to be looking for Santa's grave. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, that much is before the pre credits. I feel anything in the pre credits is not a spoiler. Um, although th- from this point onwards, we may spoil the film for you. So we're going to try not to, Robert. We'll otherwise, our, we'll be so getting coal in your we'll, stocking this year. Well, we do our best, but it's very difficult to also you critically really analyze. You do not want to get on the naughty list, as this film makes it abundantly clear. As, as somebody who has spent part of the last month playing the part of Father Christmas himself, uh, you not don't need to tell. You don't need to tell me about the naughty list. Um, I've seen no. the. I've seen the pictures. You didn't have horns. <laughs> no, that's true. Uh, yeah. And I, I didn't even have the horn um, because that's highly inappropriate. I wasn't doing that. Would be highly inappropriate. Oh my god! Well, I was. I, I, this I is did a it. Christmas show, Robert. I did a variety of gigs. We do. I have to do adult gigs as well. So you know, it's, you see all sides in people. Um, no, I mean for me, like, and it kind of feels a lot of the time. I'm reminded of John Carpenter's The Thing. Thing, yeah. Um, in fact, there's a lot of the beats, I think, and a lot of the kind of the, the elements that do feel like they've been lifted from that. There is there is something there. But then there's also this. I, I mean, you say it's not cynical. I think it, I mean, I think it's pretty damn cynical about Christmas and you've got a family at this at the center of it who are. Um, well, they feel very apt for this year, considering that, you know, so many of us are in, a, in the middle of a kind of economic crisis you've got a family who don't have an awful lot mm-hmm. um who are really struggling to make ends meet who are are kind of dependent on the land and are are, are kind of stuck with each other and, and sad and i mean that that in itself is i think when the film is at its most christmasy is whenever you're looking at the relationship between the father and the son mm. and that is i mean there's a little bit of heartwarming in there and that that you know, like their relationship is goes through the motions, but it's it's quite nice. 
It feels quite real and genuine. Well, they are genuinely father and son. Well, there you go. Yeah. That helps. Yeah, it's it's a real family <laughs> affair, this movie. So um, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not going to pronounce the names right because I don't speak Finnish, but I'm going to have a damn good go at this. So apologies to any Finnish people listening. I'm just about to massacre names in your language. And I'm so sorry. So the, the lead actor, Yorma... Uh, Yorma Tomala. Mm-hmm. Um, his son is Oni Tomala, who plays Pieteri. Mm-hmm. Um, the director, Yalmari Hellander, um, is married, or his, his sister is married to Yorma uh, Tomala. So um, his, uh, the, the little boy's mom is the set decorator, who is the sister of the director. And the director <laughs> and his brother um, wrote the movie. So it's a proper family affair. Uh-huh. Um, and they, they kind of they all kind of reunited a few years later for a big game. Which, if you think this is mental, okay, the game is just it's right off the scale. It's insane. It's all of the insanity of this, only it makes slightly less sense. Plus, it's got Samuel L. Jackson yeah. <laughs> and Jim Broadbent randomly, and Felicity Huffman. I, I just, I just, I really don't know what big game is, but I know what this is, and this is a damn good Christmas movie. Okay. Um. It's hard to know where to go with this one because, like, I, <laughs> I, like I kind of there's a few things I, w- I wouldn't mind talking about, but I'd, you know, it's it's a hard one to explain to, to listeners. I mean, this is not the traditional Christmas tale because the version of Santa Claus that we see in this film is not the traditional Santa Claus. Um, it is though. It's I not. Mean, it's sorry. Then, then me, Santa Claus let me re- roots. <laughs> let me re- rephrase that. Pedant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is not the. This is not the the uh, Anglo-American 20th century Santa Claus that we are being shown. No. Um, this is something a little bit more uh, primal. All of those traditions, all of these, I mean, this, okay, am I allowed to call him the Coca-Cola Santa Claus? Of course you can. You know, the, the jolly old guy with, you know, the, the big red coat. And that is, that's a very modern invention. And this, darkness around the the father christmas um i'm not even gonna try and pronounce the finnish name for it but i mean the finnish name for father christmas refers back to a really old figure in um finnish folklore mm. um that is kind of more in keeping with who father christmas used to be um in most traditions you know yeah okay he brought you nice things but see if you weren't good if you were on the naughty list I mean, you weren't getting coal in your sack. Your sack. You were getting coal in your sock stocking. Um, you were possibly getting dragged off to hell. Mm. It's really dark. Um, and I mean, so all of this kind of you know, crucified kind of. I mean, don't get me. I mean, you know me. I do love a bit of Santa Claus the movie, um, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. All of that. Very sentimental Christmas nostalgic, isn't it lovely? Um, aren't we all lovely in peace on earth and goodwill to all men? Yep, that's great. But true meaning of Christmas, the true heart of Santa Claus is as black as coal. So this is this is very traditionally Christmassy. Yes, uh, it, it is traditionally Christmassy, uh, and there is uh, there certainly seems to be a resurgence around those myths. Mm. Um, I, 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 almost like a counter cultural thing um, to kind of shift away from the 
the sanitized versions and the commercialized versions that we have today. And possibly even just by virtue of the fact that this isn't the, the community that this is played out among also, I think, lends itself to telling us a different Christmas story because even while they have traditional Christmas trappings, I mean, traditionals in the kind of Anglo-American 20th century Christmas trappings, that's why I mean when I say about traditional Christmas, when, even though there's elements of that there, it still feels quite different from anything that I would have been brought up with. So, you know, already we've kind of got ourselves in a, in a very, very different scenario. And that reminds me as well that actually these traditions do alter around the world that we don't all do things the same way i mean it's bad enough you sit and chat to your friends and families and you'll find that everyone has their own little little traditions um yeah i mean even even within my sort of um married family um there's a family that live or lived in sweden where they celebrate christmas on the 24th yeah so you know my son has my son and daughter have cousins who had christmas the day before they have christmas (laughs) <laughs> which yeah these these sense of tradition or that you know it's just this kind of universality of christmas is just you know it's it's very kind of um focused on the end of your own nose do you, do you know how the film came about robert do you know the background I, of it i gather that they they'd made a couple of short films yeah. um that, you seen uh, them I haven't actually got around oh. to watching them. Um, so it was, a, it was a short film in 2003 called Rare Exports, Inc. Yes. And then there was a sequel, and basically they're about a, a company that traps wild Santa Clauses to train yes. them to deliver presents. Yes. Which... And it's basically the same actors. Um, okay. Again, it's, it's Yorma Tomala. Um, and I can't remember the names of the, the other actors who, again, they're in Rare mm-hmm. Exports, mm-hmm. the feature-length version. Um, yeah, they're... <laughs> They're very, very funny. Um, they're extremely well done. Yeah, no, little little tiny Ani Tomala um, appears in Rare Exports, um, the, the safety instructions in, in 2005. So the kid who plays Petri in Rare Exports, the feature-length version, um, he, he makes a, a little tiny sort of, not cameo, he's quite important to the short film, safety instructions. He's like teeny tiny, he's like, early out of toddling and it's just adorable it's adorable um and also every bit as gory and as challenging and as provocative as as you would expect now feature length movie makes a bit more sense Mm. you've seen the shorts um for me the the biggest kind of failing with the feature length film and I hate to say that because I love it is the end where all of a sudden it's like hold on a second what where did that come from why mm-hmm. and I again try not to spoiler anything mm-hmm. but when you've seen um rare exports ink then it makes sense of that final section because mm-hmm. that it's it's basically directly referencing and in, in some ways it's it's almost kind of a um a shot by shot remake bits of that only with you know, specific to that film. I mean, there is definitely a number of tonal shifts that happen throughout it, and and I mean that the, the final kind of little chunk does feel like it. It's a short, it does feel like a separate short film entirely. Yes, like it's a little it kind of it's a, it's a little appendage onto it. That's yeah. that's fine. I mean, I like the gag that it, that it plays off on, and that's absolutely fine. But it's I mean, for me. 
it's the revelation of, of who Santa actually is that, mm. that actually is the weakest part of the whole film. Um, and I mean, it, and it shouldn't be in a way, but it just, I don't know, it starts to feel like it's something else entirely. And it, it's, it's verging really close on horror at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't quite satisfy. Um, and again, I mean, this is really hard without actually telling people what, what's going on. Um, uh, th- there is a, a sequence of, of, uh, many naked Santas. <laughs> I mean, and naked is the day they were born. It's it's elderly men with their ghoulies flapping around in the Finnish wastelands, <laughs> the tundras. I mean, I I have often talked about the the disparity between male and female nudity on screen, and uh, how you know we need to see more cocks on screen. But I I'm not sure if the sight of many naked old. Santa's really is, is quite what I had in mind. Not what we were thinking about, no. No. Well, I mean, really? you're kind of shit out of luck in, in that, because there, I don't think there's a single female character in this film. Oh, gosh, wow. <laughs> um, Had not even considered its complete utter failure of the Bechdel yeah. test. <laughs> there's absolutely, yeah, it's, I mean, it doesn't even fail the Bechdel test, this one. It, it just doesn't it quali- qualify explodes for- it. I mean, it launches it onto Mars. I mean, it's, there's not even any question of the women having a conversation that doesn't involve boys then or I, any women. I mean, there's there's talk of a woman, but it's his mother who's, who's, who's dead. I mean, so mm-hmm. actually I feel uh, in the interest of Cinepunk's policies on diversity and um, our, our feminist leanings that we have to discount Rare Exports as being a good Christmas film. I think that's unfair. And I think you're being unnecessarily... Um, <laughs> I, it's, I think it's condescending towards women to say that um, uh, films cannot be feminist if... Oh, actually, yeah. This is not... <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely... I've got, I haven't got a leg to stand on here. Rachel, Rachel realising as she talks that, that someone Can't will take it. that, soundbite Can't that, and, and stick Can't it online. And like... background. There's nowhere for me to go. So, um, so, this, so this is one of those occasions where we're actually having a, 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 a cine-punked film that we like... But we can't approve of. I don't think that's fair, though. <laughs> kind of is, though, isn't it? I mean, the, the, there is no reason why there couldn't have been female figures within this film because those characters. I mean, now, fair enough. I don't know what Finnish society is like, but I imagine for all these men to be around, there has to be some women in the process as well. So you have made a choice of excluding them from their lives entirely. At least one of them's dead. I'm probably fairly recently dead. I think that scene between Ettery yeah. and his dad is is incredibly effective because at no point does anybody say, you know, isn't it a shame that mum died this year? So but- I mean, for the benefit of listeners, because I I feel like this is also because this isn't finished, I can't even sound clip this the way that we normally do. <laughs> it would so that- I mean, it'll, it'll be fine. I can sign clip it, but unless you speak Finnish, you will not know what's going on because it's not a dubbed film. Um, but there's a, a lovely goodness. scene. There's a lovely scene at the table. It's it's, uh, it's Christmas Eve-ish. It's not. It's the day before Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve-ish. Twenty third of December. Get it right. Come on. That's, Chris, that's Christmas Eve-ish. Ish. <laughs> yes, Christmas Eve-ish. Um, but they're sitting there and uh, they're at the at the, the the dining table and um, they're eating gingerbread. And the little boy says to dad, that's just like how mum used to make 
how much in talks about how much he's enjoying it. And it is very definitely a lovely, lovely tender moment between father and son and also and a tacit just, acknowledgement of loss and the difficulties that they've had. Dad's eyes just fill up with tears and nobody acknowledges anything. And it's just the, the rawness of that loss is completely unspoken, but it's almost, it's just, it's, it's a, a presence between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I mean, that, it takes a lot of courage as a writer um, and I think as, I mean, I'm not an actor, but I know as a writer to have the confidence in um, the, the the viewer to actually pick up the unspoken story there. Mm. Clearly, she hasn't been gone for very long. Mm-hmm. It's all incredibly raw and they're doing their best. And this is likely their first Christmas without her. Um, um, I mean, I could, I could definitely buy that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that the confidence that takes, and the assurance um, for those actors as well to kind of sell it as hard as that, mm. without ever feeling the need to go, you know, oh, this time last year she was X, Y, and Z, or you know, this is our first Christmas without her, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But just to let the audience understand that purely from the way his eyes fill up with tears mm-hmm. and nothing is asked of the little boy beyond just delivering his lines he's great he's a great actor i think oni tomala um well, is a fabulous actor as well i mean there there, there are some lovely moments when the father does regularly um show himself to be quite concerned and protective but also trying to give the kid its independence yes um so whenever things go wrong, I mean, like you, you see him kind of stepping in and trying to protect. Mm-hmm. Um, although we also get to see the kid is, is far more like an adult at times than, than the adults are. <laughs> uh, down to his... Uh, I mean, again, you know, I mean, the kid is basically the, the, the Kurt Russell character in the film, really, by the that's end. That's because the kid understands. And that's when I when I say this is not a cynical film, mm. this is what I mean by it. Because in order, the kid is able to save the day because he believes in Father Christmas. Mm-hmm. And because okay. he believes in Father Christmas, he is able to recognise what is going on and to basically bring everybody else um, to line um, and... and know what needs to be done it's his idea that gets them spoiler okay spoiler that gets them through in the end um because he believes in father christmas and everyone takes the piss i mean you so uh, i hope i'm saying that right the friend uh-huh. um basically just like rips the r side of him going oh you don't still believe Ooh. um because you know he's going ah that's father christmas's tomb that's what they're talking about and you so it's like i know it's not be ridiculous um, and everybody's like, Petri, catch a grip. Um, don't be ridiculous, naughty list, nice list, what's, whatever. Um, he's right. And because he is open to believing in Father Christmas, because he still carries the magic of Christmas in his heart, mm. that's how he's able to save the day in true, spectacular, diehard fashion. <laughs> I mean, th- it, it, there's definitely a kind of... Um... Uh, sci-fi Kurt Russell vibe um, <laughs> that's undeniable I mean like, I swear folks you watch this and tell me you don't think of you know you, I mean it's the thing it is the thing but it's, there's also you yeah, haven't uh, seen the thing oh my 
I will at some point. Every every time we do this show, I mean, I kind of I'm, I realize that you know there are, there are expect there's just assumptions I make about other people's <laughs> knowledge, and I'm just like, what? How are we even friends? Um, there is a, a, I think it's mixed though with what is is in vogue at the moment as folk horror. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's that belief in, in an awareness of the, the traditions and the folklore. It's very much your alley. I'm surprised you didn't love this as much as I do. I like the film. I like the film a lot. Um, and there's there's stuff I like, but I think it's also a bit of a mess. Oh, how very dare you. It, it shifts just, just maybe once too much. It's a glorious collision of genre. It's playful, ludic postmodernism. When they are out in the fields um, for the first half of the movie... I'm totally with it. There's, there's, it's quite eerie. It's, it's slightly disturbing. There's an ever, you know, an ever present sense of fear mm-hmm. and something untoward things that we can't see, mm-hmm. and that's all the more difficult when you're literally in a white landscape where anything is shown up very, mm-hmm. very clearly. Um, so the threats are real. I quite like that kind of X filey vibe, uh, and that works for me very well. It's when it starts to move towards the, the kind of the denouement. It moves towards the city and populations and then it becomes another film oh it goes bonkers in the third act and it's just i mean that works how else do you end it bigger go home well it definitely goes big (laughs) (laughs) definitely goes big i don't know i mean it's 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 one of those films though that like I can't imagine it's going to be on my regular rewatch list, but I'm not against saying it again. Now, oddly enough, I mean, about a week before I had watched this, or just a few days beforehand, I watched a more recent film called Fat Man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I which, seen it, which but, it's yeah. it's got Mel Gibson in it, which I realise for some people now is a is a kind of no go area. He's actually very good in it. Um, and he's I mean, a very I, good actor. He's, he's just got uh, some very questionable views. He does. He's happy to share with the world. <laughs> He he does, but I mean it's 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 a it's a in, interesting film, and it presents again an alternate view of of Santa Claus and the mythology, and it feels like this. It's a bit darker. It's a bit more remote. It, it and again, I wasn't one hundred percent satisfied with it either. And it does mix genres. I mean, it's like almost like a gangster movie. Um, but Hitman and, and Santa Claus is just like what the fuck. Uh, is it is it Kiss Save Christmas? Well, everything's to save Christmas, really, isn't it? I mean, even Rare Exports is really to save Christmas. Yes, 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 but do you get my reference? I did a reference, I did a Family Guy reference. <sighs> the Family Guy Christmas special where they have Kiss Saves Christmas, no? Okay. The Night the Reindeer Died is another reference that I could do at this point to show that I've watched a lot of Christmas movies. Well, that was the title of our Christmas special. It was, yeah. It was, yeah. well, well done. Have you listened to one of our podcasts then in the last like four years? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh dear. Thank you, Ambassador. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, look, it's, my voice sounds. <laughs> it's it's not going to be uh, one that I I will re re watch, but it, it you know it's it's interesting. It, I like the fact that this alternate to soapy saccharine, um, beautiful. White American kids, basically, <laughs> like having something that's a bit different. I mean, this feels very rough. Yes. Um. Oh, but Maybe uh, some year I'm going to make you watch Prancer. I just don't want to talk about it because I'll cry. Who knows what's in store for 2023? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about it? 
It's that it's amazing and everybody should see it, but you should also probably first, I suppose, um, watch the shorts. They are available on YouTube. I don't know whether that's Legal. okay or not because I it doesn't seem very official places that I found them on YouTube. So I don't know whether they have permission to share. But um, I was able to watch both of them perfectly easily and they're just great. They're great. Set this, this film up. I think having seen those will give you a greater richness of enjoyment um, of, of watching Rare Exports. And see, I did it completely the wrong way around. Mm. I watched Big Game first in the right. cinema. Um, and then... Um, a couple of years after that, my husband said to me, look, I've just found, because we saw it in the cinema together, I've just found the, the guys who did Big Game that we both were like, what is this? This is mad. I think I like it, but it's crazy. Um, they've done another film and it's a Christmas film and I think we have to watch it. So then I watched that. And then after that, I watched the two shorts. Okay. So I think really that's the exact opposite way around that you should do this. You should watch the two shorts then you should watch Rare Exports. And then thereafter, you should watch Big Game. And also just see little, little the evolution of little Oni, little Oni Tomala um, <laughs> throughout from just this tiny cherubic little sort of post-toddler through to hulking teenager. Um, and yeah, just... Embrace the embrace the chaos. I think um, Almari Hallander is. I, I mean, he's he's won all kinds of awards. I think he's got a really really interesting understanding of and grasp of genre. I really like it when directors. I mean, Edgar Wright's one of my favorite directors because mm. he have to understand genre at a very fundamental level to be able to play with it to that extent, and. I think he's more successful in rare exports with that kind of genre mixing than, than the game. I don't think he really knows what it is other than just let's throw loads of money at the screen and just blow shit up. Um, and also have Samuel L. Jackson being <laughs> just, you know, he's obviously on one of his, yeah, do you know what? Fuck it, I'll do this one. <laughs> um, and together, see it all together. I just think it's a hell of a ride. Um, while we're here, uh, Santa Claus and this is not, um, it's not the happiest, not the, the, the friendliest of characters in this. What are your feelings about Santa Claus himself? I mean, not necessarily in the film, but I mean, are you, uh, I mean, do you find Santa Claus creepy? Robert, it's, it's, as we speak, it's 11 days to Christmas. He's listening. As if I would say a bad word against him at this point. I don't so, want, I don't want coal in my stocking. I mean, I feel like that's the creepiest thing you could possibly say. It's like, I can't say anything because he's watching me and he's listening. And he's just like, it's not right. Father Christmas is my favourite <laughs> human or non-human. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's December, okay? I believe like hell all the way through December. Okay, okay. Um, Look, I, I think we're going to wrap it up there um, for this one. It's going to be a nice short one for listeners. You'll be surprised. Um, so apologies for the fact that we've been on a little bit of a, a break. We have been doing some other stuff if you're a regular, uh, including uh, our involvement with Accidental Theatre in Belfast and their Never Seen It Film Club, which has also produced a exciting irregular podcast. Um, but we'll see where that goes 
So you may have two podcasts to listen to uh, in 2023 if you haven't already picked up on the other one. Um, but we're hopefully going to be doing a bit more from now on. So back well, just me watching Christmas films and, you know, I'll turn up every week. <laughs> you say that now. I know what will happen three weeks down the line about Rachel. So we're going to do this. So you're like, I can't do it. I'm busy. Um, all have you children, have to do is children. Pick, pick the Christmas film. And around these parts, they called me the Christmas fairy. By by the parts, do you mean like that green and red bedecked room that you're currently sitting in? Those are the curtains. <laughs> the mean, whole I, room doesn't look like this. I mean, I wish I wish people could could see this because it's just like the most festively appropriate uh, setting for you, with your lovely red hair. Mm-hmm. Um. So yes, yeah, so we'll be back um, very very soon, hopefully with some more stuff. So if you don't already, do hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're on uh, keep an eye on our website cinepunked.com and check us out on social medias as well we're cinepunked film on Instagram and cinepunked pretty much everywhere else um, we do have a TikTok now as well but I haven't really started using it yeah we do <laughs> oh we're uh, so cool <laughs> at some point we'll, we might get around to actually TikToking stuff but like well, we're, we're both in our 40s <laughs> there's, there's some of our I'm membership is, to be on is, TikTok yeah, there's old foggy TikTok. I mean, we're okay, fine. well, we should probably find that then. <laughs> you know. Um, so uh, whatever you're doing for Christmas, do have a great time. Do enjoy it. And don't forget to hit like, subscribe, follow, uh, stalk, etc., etc. Rachel, thank you very much. And I'll see you oh, soon. Thank you. Yes, and Merry Christmas one and all. <laughs> Good night, folks. <laughs>